You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this episode, we have a special announcement from one of our sponsors. Design Crowd is an online marketplace that helps businesses outsource their graphics, their logos, and their web design with access to over 600,000 designers around the world. Now, within a few hours of submitting your design requirements, you receive 60 to 100 plus designs, so you have the best chance to pick the perfect design for you. Now, I personally love this option and I've used it in my business ventures and projects over the years because it saves me on a few major things in life. Now, it saves you on time. It saves you on the headache of going back and forth with designers and it's also affordable and scalable without you needing your own in-house design team. Now, the good folks at Design Crowd are kind enough to offer you as an exclusive Addicted to Success listener, the VIP Custom Design Upgrade Pack, which will save you over $100 on a deluxe project for any type of custom design, including logos, uh, business cards, websites, flyers, emails, and many, many more things. Okay, so head over to designcrowd.com slash success. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash success and the promo code just for the addicted to success listeners is success s u double c e double s right now let's get into this interview ladies and gentlemen welcome to the addicted to success podcast i'm your host joel brown and i am here today with the founders of trim healthy mama their names are serene and pearl trim healthy mama is a healthy eating meal plan and quick easy recipe uh, brand that Serena Pearl have uh, absolutely blown up with all over the world. They are three times New York Times and Barnes and Noble's bestsellers. They've garnered millions of plays online and close to a million followers with no marketing dollars spent. Wow. They also have 16 kids between the two, which I think is the greatest achievement. So, Serene and Pearl, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Mate, we are so glad to be here. Thanks, Joel. And thanks for saying my name right. You said Pearl. But here in the US, we live in the US now, everyone says Pearl, but it's nice to hear it back the right way. Yeah, if we say her name is Pearl, here they call it Paul. You know, they only know how to do the two-syllable Pearl. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to roll my R's. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, that's anyway, funny. Anyway, thanks for having us. Yeah, you're a brother, mate, because of your accent, and so we're all about, you know, being here on this podcast. It's kind of like fam, fellow it, Australians. It, it is. It is. like I'm catching the mate. I heard you uh, when we first jumped on the call. I heard uh, the Australian accent, and it definitely feels like home. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I'm not putting it on for you. I, I kind of have American accent, but mate stuck. stuck. Yeah, the mate stuck. <laughs> good, good. Don't lose it. <laughs> so, so guys, this is amazing. You know, I just I shared the achievements that you've uh, been able to, to garner over the years. So, tell me, just in a nutshell, what do you believe it is that you two as sisters and founders of this company offer the world that is working for you? Well, uh, I guess I'll speak this pearl here of the sister. Um, 
I think our frustrations, many other women shared, we were so confused and sick of ugh, hard diets, sick of, we were done. I mean, so many people, I think, um, and, th and that's why it resonated. So many other mamas were done and they're sick of like diet gurus telling them what to do. They're sick of doctors telling them what to do. They wanted to know from other mamas. Yes. And I feel like we kind of suffered through the oppression of the diet world. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of gives a depression. It's like you, you kind of um, see diet and food through the lens of, that's very dark and dismal and all is wrecked and all is can't and all is shot. And we kind of was like, we want to find the food freedom. Where's the food freedom? And we found a place of food freedom and we wanted to share it with the mamas and they love it because it's not all the shots and can'ts. Yeah. It's so, the whys and what you can have. Yeah. So I, I think that's why we don't we don't we're not businesswoman. I mean, whatever has happened to us has just been through the message, not our savvy business approach. So we're, no, we're not <laughs> pumps and, you know, um pencil skirts. skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. So, that's great. Isn't it funny how, you know, you have this problem and you're like, someone needs to solve this. Usually, that's a good business idea. It's a good place to start. Absolutely. And I think that it's a gut thing. You know, if you if you find something that you know has worked in your own life and that's what happened to us. We finally found something that could work with our families, with our husbands, with our crazy chaotic lives. We finally found a way to, to eat and stay slim, you know, and have babies and, and still do this. And so, others were like... It was an issue for other women, and so that that's what connected. Yeah, that that was bingo right there, Pearl. Other woman, because it wasn't like a doctor with a white coat who's never had a baby or just never been a woman, never had to <laughs> suffer with estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so they related because they knew we were in the trenches with them. Yeah, so they could relate. Yeah, that's a big one. So everyone that's listening right now, just think: if you haven't got a business right now, and but you have an itch and you found a somewhat of a solution or a big time solution for it and you're passionate about it, what could you start today? Really think Absolutely. about that. It's so true and you know what? We'd never written a book. You know, we're not authors. We we didn't, we found this way of eating and so, and then it sort of spread in our community. We kept getting phone calls and stuff. We're like, okay, we're sick of being on the phone. We're gonna write it in a book to share with others you know maybe maybe it won't sell but maybe we'll give some away we didn't have any idea what would happen with it and then so it took us five years to write but we wanted to just put it down on paper because we knew if it had affected our lives it, it could help others and then you know it, it, 250,000 copies later that's what happened self-published and Joel I feel like mm, um, congrats is it took five years of of coming up with something um, completely out of the box and and what I'm saying is we, we weren't like trying to hone this perfect um, a book that took five years to, to write because we were being perfectionists. No, it took five years to write because we're just being us. We're busy. And we, had to, we were busy, busy in our life. <laughs> just stayed us and we didn't, didn't care like will this be sellable? Will this um, – uh, does it look like other things out there in the market? And I feel like that um, is an interesting point with, with business and with success is – People like something fresh. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, Joel, I mean, that first book, that self-published book, it was way too long. It's ridiculous. So it's almost 700 pages. If we'd taken it to the publisher, they would have said no. Wow. And, and we had spelling. Yeah, we spelled pizza pizza. <laughs> 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 
the betrayals. Like the book covered so many subjects that shouldn't have been in there. No, it was all wrong, but it was somehow right because it connected. And so I think that's, you know, if you want to share with your with your listeners one thing, if it connects, it doesn't matter about all the, all the points you usually have to cover and all that. It doesn't matter. It just has to connect. And sometimes, wow. you know, you can have everything right on a face. The nose is just in the perfect spot. It's straight. It's not crooked. The eyes are just, I mean, everything is just perfect, right? But mm. it's just sometimes a thing of beauty is when there's something odd on there. <laughs> well, so what I'm trying to say is our book was odd. Everything we've done here at Trim Healthy Mama has been odd. You know, we weren't actually um, trained professionally in any of it. We were home perts, not experts. But that doesn't mean – I think sometimes success comes from odd places. Wow. That's a profound statement. Success comes from odd places. So what did you have success in before you two uh, launched this this brand? Was there anything else that you just kicked ass in or what else well, was we were, Oh, we were good failures. I mean, at- um, We're good has-beens, Joel. <laughs> I mean, we, Serena and I, we were singing, you know, our dad's a pastor and so growing up we'd sing in church. So anyway, when we came here to Nashville, Tennessee, we um, got a record deal in Christian music, and um, so we traveled around and in a van, being very unsuccessful, pretty much. Yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> completely. And so, you know, but we quit that, and we we had babies, and we stayed at home, which which I think is a, you know brilliant career. We love that. We yeah. still stay at home whenever we can, but no, we've never really had um, what you could call amazing success, except in our family lives. Mm, I, well, look, I think to be a mother has got to be one of the greatest achievements and greatest careers of all time. So, you've already you got an award for that. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, 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 with your New York Times uh, bestsellers and Barnes and Noble's bestsellers, how did you market your books? What did you feel were some effective strategies that you used to market your books? Well, let's with the first book because that was our self-published book, and, and we just did it you know, copy by copy, we had zero, I'm talking zero marketing, it took off because, um, we, well, we did put it on Amazon and then a few people got hold of it. Well, those people told their friends and then those people told their friends, do you know when we got a call saying that we were on the New York Times bestselling list, we had no idea, we said, how do you even get on that? We didn't put ourselves on that. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I think we out the chicken coop at the time. <laughs> we we. We weren't in stores at the time, so that was completely by word of mouth because, you know, just of the message, it was working for women and it connected with women. So, but then um, we got a lot of phone calls, as you can imagine, from big publishers. <laughs> like our phone was ringing off the hook, you know, we'll do your next book. And so in the, in the end, we have done our, our last three books with Random House. And so they have their own way of publishing it and putting it through the stores and everything like that. Oh, that's great. You know, that is, it's a bit of a mission, right, to put the book together and to, uh, I think a lot of people, what they do is they'll spend the time to write it and then they don't realize that that's only the tip of the iceberg because you need to market it too. And that's a hustle. And a lot of publishers won't market too much for you. They might hook you up with a PR to get some promo, but you've got to do a lot of work on the back end too, right? Yeah, my goodness. And, you know, yeah, publishing is, is, is one way to go, but our community it, it's our community that pushes everything. It, it, it's not really us. If you write they're something. They're better than a, than a label. What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, they're better than a whole like PR firm, our community, because it's just woman. Women are powerful. Because all we had was the Facebook community in our first book. Yeah. And 
It's the, same, the, the yeah. same group of women markets our books now. They just tell their friends. They, they get together. They hold groups in their homes. They're like, come on, the next Trim Healthy Mama book is out. Let's read it together. Basically, and- <laughs> the book companies now tell us to unite our Facebook community. Yes, and so you know, on our Facebook, we really promote recipes and we get on there and, and we're doing things like that. But I think if you have an engaged audience, that's your marketing, that's your marketing right there. Yes, it totally is. You know, I teach a little bit of branding and marketing myself and uh, some of the points that I really focus on when I am bringing uh, my students under my wing is is these three things. It's, it's easier to be different than it is to be better. So, you're not trying to be better than everybody else. Uh, storytelling is, is a huge key, right? And you guys have an incredible story and community is really where it's at, right? So, you, you've built this community where they're the mouthpiece for you. You know, you don't have to, to market as much yourself because they're there like banding together. And you've also found your edge. You know, you've found what makes your brand magnetic. It, it's it's quick. It's easy. It's, you, you know, Joel, it, that, that's what it's about. You just said what's happened. We didn't really, we never put that into words, but actually that's correct. That's what happened. So yeah. you should write a book or something. I'm sure you already have. <laughs> I'm in the process of writing a book right now. <laughs> that's why I can feel your pain on the... The book, book oh, side of things. <laughs> it is painful. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, you're exactly right. Let let your community be your marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's so powerful, and we are so grateful yeah. to, to for that because uh, th- that's what propelled this whole message. And, and then when people, yes, exactly, Pearl. Because so p- when people congratulate us on our success, we're like, no. You know, it's you, it's you. We, we push it back right back to, to our mamas, which was the community we call our mamas. Yeah. And it's, it's them. They have done it for us. No, I love that. I love that. So no marketing dollars spent. Just if you're listening right now, just remember that. No marketing dollars spent on your side. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And now, of course, our publisher, Random House, spends some marketing dollars now. I'm sure that they do. I, I don't really know all the particulars. <laughs> but, you know, with the what what – what launched our whole message? Nothing. Nothing was spent except, except women telling others about what they experienced. And just so you know, just so if there's people out there who want to do it more of uh, in a, the an original way, we don't necessarily feel like the journey with the book company is any better than the mm-hmm. journey alone. Yeah. We just tried it out to try out a new shoe. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't. We truly don't believe that you need a um, book publisher to be successful. You know, if you've got something that you feel like the world knows, this, this, the whole world has changed, and and you don't actually have to be in bookstores to be successful. Yeah, I think I think more than anything, you have you probably have a pretty good respect in the community too, right? Like people see that you've done some of the really hard things. Well, I wouldn't say hard, but challenging things to do. I have this mindset where I think like. What is the really tough thing that most people aren't doing and I want to do that? Because I know that that lifts the bar, right? It, it, you build more credibility, more authority, and you grow in the process too. And it looks like you've, you've seen that and you've identified it and you've gone for it with no excuses. Which I is mean, amazing. Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> Definitely some of the things that we've, we've done I'd be like, you know, when we launched our first products, because, you know, when we started with a book and that led to products, people wanted our products from us. And we got told by so many people in the food industry, well, you can't do that and you'll never see, be successful in that and food products will never make you money and there's a big, mar- you know, not enough markup. And we just thought, 
these people people need these. Let's do it. And what if you could? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that's a that's a point, Joel. Another point um, for you people listening is that don't listen to all you can't do, can't the can't, naysayers. The naysayers. Even with our first book. Well, it's so big. Why don't you chop it into four books? Well, yeah. we don't want it in four books. We want them to have one book for all their information. You know, and they were like, well, that's stupid. It won't sell. Well, it did. And then, of course, everyone said, you'll go bankrupt with the food food business. And we just said, well, who cares? We'll try it out and, and see. Just risk it. And then it's been the best thing that ever, yeah. ever happened to the Trim Healthy Mama business. And, you know, my husband never spoke a lick of any other language but, but English. And he started to go to all these foreign countries to, to find the source, the ingredients. For and, our products. And everyone thought he was a moron for doing that. He, did, he went without an interpreter or anything. <laughs> but what if you could, Joel, right? What if you could? Why don't you just jump out and do it? Oh, there we go. There we go. I love it. I love hearing about the mindset side of things too, like what your thought processes were and, and how you broke through. And I love that mentality of you know the world is your oyster there's just so much is possible out there and there's just no excuses at the end of the day if you're really passionate about it and you see that you've got something of value put it out there right absolutely and um, case in point you know we tried to develop this protein bar because we have a great recipe serena and i and we we just we know it's going to be incredible it's going to help with weight loss it's going to help with health but there are no other protein bars in the industry that don't have um a syrup or a filler and so we honestly went even if it even if they pretend they don't like it's some prebiotic cassava fiber or something but it's still a, a <laughs> that's syrup how get, they get you Mm. Yeah, we went to so many um, bar companies, probably 20. We were so sick of like their reaction. No, you can't do it. This is can't not possible. Can't do it without a dried fruit paste or yeah. a syrup. And, and we're like, yes, you can. <laughs> we're you like, can. We're like telling them how to do it. They're like, hold on. We've been in the industry for years. So in the end, we built our own facility. We built our own we machines. We went to China and got our own jolly machines. And so, you know, we're doing it ourselves because we don't believe you can't. We believe you can. And now we're doing it. And so uh, that's just been our mantra, not listening to the negatives and saying, I'm sorry, we can. Oh, man. I love your energy. You two are like bouncing back and forth. There's great synergy between the two of you. I love it. It's really great to hear. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. So, did you ever have mentors in your life? Did you have anybody that guided you, gave you business advice or that you looked at that you thought, wow, that person's inspirational and you followed some of their footsteps? Yes. It was our parents who have no business sense at all. (laughs) But because they had none, they seemed to have the best. Um, They were just the hugest encouragers in the world. And whatever we did, whether we sung out of tune or whatever it was, it was like, oh, my goodness, the world needs to hear it <laughs> and they would do cartwheels around the lounge so yeah. we never thought that we could fail yeah so we did grow up in this in, in a, a very encouraging environment our mother always told us we could do anything we could change the world and that we were going to do it so somehow we believed that and she did it herself she has yeah. a magazine that goes to and how many yeah. 90 hundred countries she's, of the but world. it's a non-profit she's not a businesswoman but she's a big believer in um and, and not believing in the no's and the negatives. She's a very positive person. So I, I do believe that had a big impact. And she's almost 80 and she still travels the world. Yes. <laughs> Speaking and oh. doing conferences. Wow. Wow. That's oh, very yes. admirable. That's for sure. Isn't it funny when you have a purpose in life, when you know that you've got this purpose, it keeps you alive. Oh, I think in nature, when something doesn't fulfill its pur- purpose, it actually 
destroys itself. It collapses on its own self. And so that's, you know, what's happening with us too. We need to live in our purpose. Oh, absolutely. That is so true. And I can see that, Joel. I can see that on my parents because she keeps psycho hours, like late, late, late. She should be half in the grave, right? (laughs) You know, if it was, if you looked at her from the health ladder and what she wasn't doing right, you know, she doesn't take the long baths, you know, and relax and find herself and find peace. She's just out there giving, 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 and giving of herself and, and she is so young and so vibrant because she has purpose. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. And she loves purpose. She's living it and shining it to this day. She's, yeah, she'll be 80 soon. So, and, and same with my dad. But, yes. So we feel very blessed, very, very blessed to have parents like that. Wow. So she, she's a vessel, you know, and uh, God's able to work through her. So you mentioned before that you had a Christian uh band or a christian music group do you still play music is that still part of your your thing or is it more of a hobby now yeah it's a hobby we sing in the shower we did we did a, some records for, for motherhood like lullaby albums and things mm-hmm. like that um when we quit the the music industry but um you know you mentioned in christian now and you mentioned you know god has a purpose for um, um just a few seconds back but we just in mentioning that we really believe that yes it, yes it was our we're not going to listen to the nose and all that stuff. And we're going to, um, you know, try all that we can to just get it out there because we had a purpose, but I really believe that, that God went before us and opened the doors. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And cause sometimes we've pushed and had just as much energy in other things in our life yes. and it didn't, it didn't open up for us. And so there's a piece of knowing that if you do all this energy and you put all this, all the right steps that you're saying, Joel, and it doesn't open up, well, maybe it wasn't meant to. Yes. And you keep trying and there'll mm. be another door that will open. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a great sign. It's uh, when you feel out of alignment. And I think that the reason why a lot of people do it too is because they are in this comparison mode. They're seeing what other people are doing and they're adopting other people's definition of success. They're getting distracted by somebody else's uh dream and they're they're distracted by the allure of it rather than going what am i really here to do and they're they're tough questions to to answer really for yourself like who am i why am i here you know what happens when i die where do i go next what's you know is this all worth it what am i committing my time energy and money to because when you look at where we live now i mean we, we live in a slither of time we only have a certain amount of time to do what we are really here to do and and it's it's so great to hear that you're you know you put your trust in God and you you really are committed to really living in your purpose. Well done. Um, yeah, there's no other way. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. Beautiful. So let's say that someone has an idea, right? They're like, I, I've got this product idea. Uh, I, I noticed that you have launched sweetener solutions, skincare products, food and ingredient, cooking products, and so on. So let's say if someone's listening right now and they're like, look, I have this product idea, but I just don't know where to start and I don't know what I should expect. Could you break that down in maybe a few steps or some points? Well, as I sort of said at the beginning, I think, has this idea changed your own life? Has it, has it enhanced your own life or if you could make it? Like, you know, would would it really benefit you and and others in your situation? I think that's the question you need to ask yourself rather than something that doesn't relate to your life. And, and also, Joel, one of your points was find the edge. Yeah. So 
what makes yours different? Mm-hmm. What makes your idea the edge where it's not just in the bracket of everybody else? Yeah. You know, it like let's just consider the protein bar. What makes it? Why put out another protein bar? There's 70 million. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so wow. it's a bit of the idea is like the world needs this protein bar because it's not just any protein bar. It's the one and only of its kind. You have an edge, which is what you were going at before. And once you have that edge, you have something that you believe in so wholeheartedly. It's almost like the dream just unfolds because yeah. And I, th- and I think, you know, when we were applying this, our, our message of Trim Healthy Mama to our own lives, we couldn't keep our mouths shut about it, right? It was probably yeah. annoying, but we told it to our friends and family. Suddenly they were doing it and they were having success. So I think whatever you have in your life that you think could be, you know, a wonderful uh, gift to the world, try it on yourself, but give it to your friends and family because you're going to get a really amazing reaction. And it- if it works for them and it starts to work in your community, you've got to hit. Dominoes. Yes, you've got to hit. It will It will sell itself. Yeah, that is such a great point. A lot of this is really experimenting and testing, right? Putting it out there and seeing what the feedback is and also being open to that feedback. I know some entrepreneurs that I coach, I, I tell them, I say, you're not really going to move too far from where you are because you're not open to feedback. You need to listen to what people are telling you rather than, creating what you think they want and and uh or what you think they need rather find out what do they want you know because the need it will find itself but sell them what they want and then give them what they actually need at the end of the day and so yeah it's great that you're you've got your community because you can you know volley back and forth with your community and and watch your content and see what resonates with people and what questions they're asking to then go and create another solution for them Absolutely. Yes and no. I completely agree with you, Joel. The flip side of that is sometimes we, we put it out there for feedback and then you get such confusion and it's almost like, yes, that's good to have feedback, but you've got to go with your own gut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, with a grain of salt. <laughs> Absolutely, but we are blessed to have instant feedback from our community. They're always there, you know, always ready to tell us what they need and tell us what they'd like and, um, you know, so – it's just it is fantastic i but i think in the end you can get so much different feedback what serena's saying in the end you're going to have to go in there and think well okay truly who am i yeah Yeah. you know another thing you were saying you know if you have an idea what would you say to people on how to really get that going what's the first steps um what i would have to say and i'm like a nobody i have no business sense in my head it's just i mean what happened to us is really just a miracle really (laughs) but um I, I believe that if you think of it as simple, sometimes it's just – it is simple because when we, like, created the protein bar, we're like, let's create the best protein bar in the whole entire world. We went into our kitchen, Pearl and I, and just had fun. It was simple. But we've heard of other companies who, like, get their white coats on and all their, like, little, like, hair nets on. They, and they start go in and the lab, yeah. They start in the lab. And then they, then they um, like tested around all these different thousands of people and then they spend a million dollars to like get some nutritionist to blah, blah, blah. It's, to me, I don't, you don't have to complicate everything. Yeah, absolutely. Real life, I think real life solutions that work in, you know, that come from odd places like Serena said at the beginning, like a basic kitchen with dirty dishes, some of those some of those things yeah. can change the world more than what starts in a lab with focus groups. Because we've talked know? about talked to some people and they're like, well, this recipe took seven years to create. Yeah. And we're like, well, 
We didn't say it to them. We're like, well, ours took That's about too seven long. minutes. <laughs> Children. Yeah. Well, ours took seven minutes. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- I think the thing about what you two have done is you've put your soul into it, right? It has soul. It's oh, not yeah. just like, let's like lab test this thing and fine tune it all the way down to the dot point. It, it's like, it's got soul in it. And I think that people can probably taste that when they try your bars. <laughs> A bit of soul and a bit of stink, like a bit of dirty dishes in your kitchen yeah. when it was created. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Awesome. What about the logistics of turning an idea into a product? Just a few points on some logistical things. Well, um, you know, we now, I, I got to tell you the truth. Um, we, Serene and I are idea people and we create things in our simple, simple state, like, like we said in our kitchen and, and, and we know what our community wants because they're the same things we want. Then now we have a whole bunch of people working for us. But originally <laughs> it was just my husband and her yeah. husband and they took our ideas uh-huh. and Charlie was like a real business sense. And my husband was like the push and the production yeah. and together they took our ideas and mm. made them tangible uh, yeah absolutely and you've but, never done it before no so you don't have to think you had to go to college for it no exactly so um so we just we just created these these ideas for our products basically in our own kitchen and then obviously you need someone to scale that up and so our husbands you know then went out and went to different companies and they said hey help us scale i'm telling you we had so many fails we, you know, especially when it came to fulfilling all our orders for our products and then our website crashed. Every time we had a sale, we had so many things go wrong. But this is what saved us. We always just shared with our community where we were at. We said, hey, we're growing, you're growing with us. And they were so forgiving. They were, they felt like they were a part of our growth. And we just kept them clued in. We weren't like, hey, we're the business and you're the customer. We just made it a family. And then they forgave us for all our mistakes and all our failures and they're, they're just still with us. Oh, that is key. That is key right there. Bring them on the mission with you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And they feel a part of it and they want yeah. to grow with us. They, exactly. That, that's why they want to support they us. They think they're making the products too. Yeah, they do. They feel like yeah. they're with us right there. Uh, you should document the next star, you know, product or venture that you're on. You should document it so that way people can see the hustle that goes behind it. I think that would be pretty impressive. That's an idea. We never thought yeah, of that. that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> yep. Joel yep. of the good ideas. <laughs> well, the, the thing is we can always have millions of ideas. It's a matter of execution and, and management of time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. That's the battle of an entrepreneur is finding the time and the energy <laughs> or making the yeah. time and the energy. Yeah. yeah. We're pulled a thousand different ways, so we try to – you know, prioritize our time with our families too. And Serene has a new baby, just six weeks old. And so we feel very busy, but we, we try to just give our main focus to the creative side of it now. Yeah, congratulations on that too. 16 kids. Wow. Well, or is it 17 now? See, I had five. And, and, I, and I've just had number nine biologically, but I've adopted five from Liberia. So, yeah, mate, it's just a wonderful, loud, joyful chaos. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Well, much respect. <laughs> much respect. Hey, well, actually, I've got the queen's life. It gets easier. Oh, it gets easier. Really? Really? So, why, why adopt? Why, why that decision? What, what, was, uh, you know, what was the thoughts around that? 
husband and I have always loved children. I mean, I fell in love with him for many reasons, but one of the reasons was that he just he attracted children like magnets. He's just he loves children. And I love them too, and so we always knew that um, we would we were going to adopt. And my my mother went to Liberia. We thought maybe a baby, you know, um, one. You adopt one, yeah, maybe one. <laughs> then my mother went to Liberia. I told you know we told you about her her ministry, and she went to Liberia and saw the plight of the children over there. Um, 85% of the population are under the age of 15. Most of the parents just got killed off in their tribal wars. It's just awful over there. And um, if they don't get adopted by the age of 16, they're either prostitutes or in gangs. And so we thought, well, well we have a many babies of our own, so we'll go for older. So we adopted a bunch of teenagers and, <laughs> and, 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 and one baby. So, um, But, yeah, so we adopted older than our birth order, and everybody told us we shouldn't. And it but was we did, hard. And it was hell, but now it's heaven because when you walk through um, stuff, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger and we're stronger now. <laughs> wow, I have so much respect for you, ladies. Seriously, you, you're, you're moving and shaking things in the world uh, on such a massive scale. And uh, yeah, much respect. That's amazing. Thanks, Joel. Mm. Hey, well, we're glad I met you over here because I like all your points and I'm going to get your book. Yeah, yeah, your points were really hitting home with me too because we didn't know why and now we know why stuff. You put it in like <laughs> in mental clarity for us. Bullet points. Bullet points. Joel of the bullet points. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, That's yeah, we'll definitely have a conversation after this. I think it'll be uh, a really important thing. We could jump on another call. But just before we wrap this call up, uh, where can we find you two online? Oh, well, um, our website, www.trimhealthymama.com. Um, Facebook is very active. Like, you have the fan page, right? But we're – our community is more in the groups. Like, our, our Trim Healthy Mama groups on the on Facebook are, like, huge, hundreds of thousands of women just encouraging one another, sharing recipes, you know, giving tips. And so that's where everyone's hanging out in the Facebook groups. But – you know, we're, we're online and, um, of course, our podcast, um, Trim Healthy Podcast, comes out every Wednesday. So, we're doing the potty. We call it the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just there. Pretty easy to find. Excellent. Excellent. Well, ladies, thank you so much for jumping on. I've appreciated you both so much. Just before we wrap up this interview, I have one last question, okay? And the question is... If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Oh, well, for me, I'd jump in. It would just be to my family, my to the world. I mean, I'd talk to the world, but I wouldn't so much care. I'd just be talking to my children and my husband. This is what I'd say to my children, a saying that my mom taught us as, as when we were children, only one life will soon pass. But only what's done for Christ, for God, will last. And that's what I'd say to my children. Yeah. And so that's pretty much our passion, just to fulfill our, our purpose on this, on this planet. 